From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. But uh, enough of that. We are today. <laughs> so I'm trying to get off the boat. I'm trying to get off the ark. But it just gets more and more interesting and more exciting the more we do that. So if you'll remember yesterday, we spent a little time looking at all the different people that have tried to find Noah's Ark. Uh, The biblical account basically says that Noah floated and then he went to uh, Mount Ararat and the boat landed on Mount Ararat. Now you have to remember, this is thousands of years ago. We didn't have Google, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have iPhones, so and we didn't have GPS. So trying to find this boat uh, thousands of years later is, um, well, first of all, does the boat exist anymore, right? Or did, did Noah use it for firewood to do, the, you know, to do an altar, to build shelter or whatever? Uh, but if the boat's still there, where is it? And um, is it possible we could find the boat? So we looked yesterday at some, at some stuff. I was getting ready to move on because because Noah's going to send out birds and find, you know he's going to get out of the boat. He's like me. I want to get out of the boat. I don't want to be in this coronavirus. I'm, I'm anxious to do this, right? So anyway, um, come to find my brother-in-law, who's a pastor in Minnesota, sends me an article about how the uh, how there's this guy named Ron Wyatt, who's an archaeologist, spent his whole entire life trying to find Noah's Ark. So he sends me this YouTube video. So I'm going to put a link of the YouTube video on Facebook. uh, And then we're going to take a look at just a little bit of it. um, Because uh, I think it will be, uh, it is absolutely fascinating. So basically, this is the link that he sent me on Facebook. uh, uh, And we're going to just take a look at it. Um, Yeah, so right there. uh, Hold on is uh it's called the mountains of it's called the name of the video here i'll i'll move up a little bit the name of the video is called the reels noah's ark found by archaeologist ron wyatt it's a short documentary so it is it's a it's a 20 minute and 47 documentary of of ron wyatt uh basically um what he says i'm not going to play the video Uh, well i i guess uh should I play it? No, I'm not going to play the video. You can watch the video when you get a chance. Uh, go ahead and watch the video. Um, but basically, I'll tell you what the long and the short of the video is. Is that he basically um, he basically was looking at Mount Ararat. Uh, there, there was an. Uh, we looked at this yesterday. There was an, uh, an aerial photograph taken on Mount Ararat, on the slope of Mount Ararat, of something that looked like a ship. And it measured 500 feet, and, or 517 feet, or something like that. So uh, they said, this, is, this has got to be it. This is the ship. But archaeologists said, now, wait a minute. No, because a cubit is 18 inches. And 18 inches times 300 cubits is about 400-something feet. This boat is 517 feet, so it's not a cubit. But Ron Wyatt, who is basically an archaeologist, says, but wait a minute. Um, 
the uh, no Moses who wrote this account of Noah was a, a citizen of the Egyptian Empire and he knew Egyptian empires and the Egyptian Empire basically the cubit was uh, three uh, it wasn't 18 inches but it was 20.2 inches and so he does the calculation and basically uh, this outline of an arc uh, is if you use the Egyptian cubit and the 20.2 inches then then the length of the arc in Egyptian cubits should be somewhere around uh, 514, 517 feet. And if you look at the aerial photograph and measure the outline of the arc, lo and behold, it comes out to 514 feet. So this really excites Ron Wyatt. So he basically spends the rest of his life, he creates some sort of archaeologist division and uh, he hires geologists. They, they do ultrasound. Is it ultrasound or sonic, you know, stuff that penetrates deep into the soil to try to find out what's underneath there. And basically this documentary, which apparently is rather old, uh, this documentary came out, it's posted on YouTube in May 15th, 2018. But you can tell that the documentary is probably 20 or 30 years old. And basically uh, this, you know, was very, very exciting when it came out 30 years ago, but it gets more interesting. So. Uh, we'll go over to Answers in Genesis, take a look at this. Um, this is from the Ark Encounter on December 20th, 2013. Okay, so this is seven years ago. And it says, an odd geological formation located 15 miles from the summit of Mount Ararat is gaining notoriety once again. Many people have contact contacted us inquiring about whether or not this boat-shaped object is truly Noah's Ark, as some people have claimed, popularized by men like the late Ron Wyatt. So apparently in 2013, Ron Wyatt had died by this point, and his organization, the Wyatt Archaeological Research, the foundation known as the Durupinar Site, approximately the same length of the Ark as described in Scripture. Supporters of this site claim that numerous artifacts, supporters of the site have claimed that numerous artifacts have been found in the region and the way these things are presented seem to make a compelling case that the Ark has been found. Making a compelling case that the Ark has been found. All right, but here's the bad news. Uh, however, a little bit of digging has given us more than enough reasons to conclude that the Durham Par site is not Noah's Ark. So basically, this video that my brother-in-law sent me uh, saying that they have found Noah's Ark and it's all exciting and you look at it and it's very compelling and you have to watch the video. I'm not going to take time right now to, for you to watch the video, but you've got to take between now and tomorrow, you got to watch the video. Uh, and let me know if you think, you know, what his case, if it's a compelling case or not. But the people who are like, now these are people, this is called the Ark Encounter. This is Ken Ham's organization, Answers in Genesis, or closely related to it. And basically, uh, if anybody wants to find Noah's Arks, it would be Answers in Genesis. That would be, because they're the people that kind of got this whole 
Ark Museum and all that going. And so they would love to find Noah's Ark. It would be the greatest find ever. Of course, I suppose that more people would end up going to Ararat to see the Ark than they would to Northern Kentucky to see the Ark. So maybe there's a conflict of interest there. Maybe, I don't know. But basically, if you look at this article, it says basically that uh, the, is, they've concluded that this is not Noah's Ark. It says basically, the formation in the middle of this image is known as the Durapunar site, Durapunar site. And although popularized as the remains of Noah's Ark, we have multiple reasons to dismiss these claims. And some of their reasons are, uh, let's see, why it would be thrilling? No, I'm reading from the article again from the Ark Encounter. While it would be thrilling for the remains of Noah's Ark to be discovered in our day, uh, we do not believe this has been done. Yes, it would rank among the greatest archaeological discoveries of all time. I, I will tell you that if it was confirmed that this was Noah's Ark, I cannot think of a greater discovery on God's green earth. I mean, even the Ark of the Covenant, which we know is sitting in a government vault somewhere, you know, at Area 51, uh, this, you know, first of all, they can't move it into a government vault. It's too, it's too big, so you can't get rid of the thing, right? But it would be the most amazing discovery of all time. There is absolutely no question about it. It would be, it'd be on the news everywhere. Um, be a big boost to the authenticity of the account of Genesis of Noah's flood, right? Um, for me, and I, I said this yesterday, I, my faith is very secure. I know, you know, the, I have trust in the Bible that it's a good source. I don't necessarily have to find Noah's Ark for my faith to be strong. But, 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 it would be so cool to see Noah's Ark. So when my brother-in-law sent me this, you know, this YouTube video, which I'm hoping that you, you, you view, watch it and tell me if you think the case is compelling. So, and then I get onto the Ark Encounter and look on this and I get so, um, you know, this is this is why you gotta just be very careful about these things. Cause you know, your, your, your hopes go up and your hopes go down, hopes go up. Uh, it would, it would be another piece of, it'd be the greatest archeological, I'm reading from the article again. Yes, it would rank among the greatest archeological discoveries of all time. And it would be another piece of evidence in a long line of evidence that confirms biblical history. See, and this for me, uh, it would confirm biblical history because so many times uh, you have these quote unquote scholars that say, well, the things in the Bible aren't true because we've never found King David, you know, anything like that. And then all of a sudden you find evidence of King David, you know, uh, all these things in the Bible. And they tell you these archaeological experts, well, that's not really true. And then you find out over a course of time, my goodness, it turns out that it was true. So your hopes go up, your hopes go down, you know, don't put your faith this is a Davidism. Don't put your faith in so-called experts and especially archaeological experts. They have funding sources. They have they have backing by places. Some that are looking for, uh, you know, they're going to be pro-Bible, and there's going to be some people that are going to be anti-Bible, and they're always going to pursue uh, the truth as they know it, you know, through their lens or through their filter. So. 
everybody always has a little of a bit of a bias. So um, it is amazing, though, that over time, over the long course of history, going back for archaeology, I mean, archaeology as a science is only a couple hundred years old. And in that, we've seen, you know, Bible stories, you know, being debunked. But then over time, you'll find out that they are not debunked, that there is an incredible amount of archaeological evidence about the stuff in the Bible. So um, I guess a brief digression here. I went to uh, Denver Seminary, uh, learned Greek and Hebrew, and took, took another couple classes. One of the classes I took was on, it was called Epigraphic Hebrew, and it was taught by Dr. Hess, Doc, Dr. Herman Hess, I believe was his name. And basically, the whole purpose of the course, this, this was probably one of the most exciting courses I ever took. Uh, the purpose of the course was to go back through archaeological magazines and pick up pictures of different archaeological artifacts. And then you had to convert the Hebrew language. So the Hebrew language that you see right now coming out of Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, whatever, is a modern Hebrew font. The stuff in the Bible is an older modern Hebrew character set. It looks very, very similar, but it's a little bit different. But there are even older Hebrew writings that go back thousands of years, and they call that epigraphic Hebrew. And so basically, we had to learn, as a part of this course, to go back and learn the whole entire alphabet with epigraphic Hebrew. And then once you learn the epigraphic Hebrew, then you go and you find these artifacts and you translate from epigraphic Hebrew into English. And that was what the whole point of this course was. It was probably, uh, yeah, I would have to say this is the most difficult course I've ever taken in my whole entire life because my Hebrew was not very good back then. I mean, it was still, you know, new in Hebrew. And, um, and, and then, of course, the, the, the whole entire um, translation uh, was, was just very, very challenging because it got, he got progressively harder. We were, you know, we were translating pages and pages of Hebrew from old, old stones and things like that. Anyway, um, so I, you have to know that, that if that my heart goes, I mean, I would love to do biblical archaeology. I think it is one of the coolest things ever. I mean, it is just, it really attracts my brain in a, in an, in a way that, that a lot of, you know, that, that is just really, really cool. So, um, but there is a lot of biblical archaeology out there. As a matter of fact, one of the oldest uh, biblical writings out there from years and years and years. I mean, I, it's, it's, I think it's been carbon dated as the oldest biblical writing is this amulet. And you open up the amulet and inside it was this writing, uh, which is basically the ironic blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. It's this little tiny amulet. And you open it up and it's, it's displayed in some museum, probably in Istanbul. And uh, all the great archaeological, Hebrew archaeological writings are in Istanbul. This is why I want to go to Istanbul. Um, and I want to see this amulet. And I want to see, uh, you know, all these great things. Um, so that was my digression. And the digression is, is that you just have to be very, very careful about this stuff. Because you're going to have people that are 
you know, pro-biblical and anti-biblical, and so they always come with a bias. And the only way to get around the bias is to kind of dig for yourself and dig for the truth and see what you can find as the truth. All right, so this answers in Genesis, they look at this Ron Wyatt finding and they say it is not, uh, and, and here's, so we'll go back to the article. So back in the article, it says, but we would hasten to remind people that the Ark's discovery would not persuade the majority of skeptics to repent of their sins and trust in Christ. Now that is very true. Those who do not want to be persuaded will develop just about any excuse to remain in their unbelief. And there is, I mean, this is true. Uh, if they found the ark, you're going to have two kind of responses to this. The first response is, yeah, that's not the ark. I don't, I don't understand the evidence. The second response is, yeah, it might be the ark, but that doesn't prove that Jesus is, you know, Lord and Savior. No, but it sure does point to the direction that the account of Genesis is a pretty darn good account, right? Because and we found so much other stuff, uh, biblical, you know, archaeologically, like like this amulet of uh, the ironic blessing from three thousand years ago. I mean, that kind of does does make the Genesis, you know, the stuff in Genesis seem pretty reasonable, right? Um, uh, they have found. Uh, we'll get to this. I don't know. That's an Exodus, but. You know, find, they found, you know, in the Red Sea, uh, a wheel of the chariots and all that sort of thing. That, that's, that's later. All right. So they, um, they, the Ark Encounter does not necessarily believe that this is this. And this is from an article from 2013. So your hopes go down, right? First, your brother-in-law sends you an article, a YouTube video that looks compelling from 30 years ago. Then you get... Uh, article from the Ark Encounter seven years ago that says, you know, this is this is not Noah's Ark. Uh, it certainly could be Noah. You know, it looks, you know, from the surf, it looks like it might be Noah's Ark. But, you know, we've done some more investigation. We just don't believe it. Until you dig some further, right? Okay, now, now we're going to dig just a little bit even further. So this is an article from... Sunday, November 24th, 2019. My, my friends, this is only from six or seven months ago, right? And it is basically saying, from Nashville, Tennessee, a biblical story is getting new life thanks to new evidence of a possible existence of Noah's Ark. Researchers say that they have 3D images of what they believe is the Ark in the Ararat Mountains in Turkey. The man who was instrumental in these discovering is Ron Wyatt. And because of his discoveries, this site was eventually declared a national park. Ron Wyatt has passed away, but a biblical researcher named Andrew Jones has taken over his work and led an expedition which produced these images of a huge boat-shaped object buried in the Ararat Mountains. It's a man-made object, and it's in a ship form. We're not going to find a sign that says made by Noah and his sons, but what other ship will be on the side of a hill at 6,500 feet foot elevation in the mountains of Ararat? Okay, I mean, come on. If you find something that is a fossilized ship in the dimensions of this ship, 6,500 feet above the ground level, 
hmm, what could this possibly be? I, I just get excited about this stuff. I'm sorry. So uh, researchers have scanned the ground using a method called electrical resistivity. If you shoot an electrical current below the ground and it hits a pocket of air that has a different type of conductivity versus something like a water or rock, the software can interpret the signals coming back and create a 3D image. And what they've created is a 3D image of what he believes is humanity's lifeboat. A perfectly preserved hull below the ground, petrified, solid hull of a ship, and the three different layers, just like the Bible says, there were three different decks on the ark. All right. Now the team is working to figure out how to finally excavate this boat. So um, I'm going to um, I'm going to put the link to this article on the Facebook page also. Okay. So so you'll have it. There you go. All right. So this is this is it. Uh, we're gonna now just reading from the article one more time. Um, basically, it says Jones says they're working with the Turkish government, and archaeologists will submit plans on how they want to proceed. However, if the plans get approved, it would still take a few years to excavate. Don't dilly dally. Um, they also expect to find things that would go along with the biblical story, possibly animal remains like giraffes. And Jones says that there's part of the reason for wanting to do uh, excavation. So there you go, my friends. You get excited, your hopes are dashed, and then you get excited again. So now we have to wait for the Turkish government to give us permission. Give us. I mean, I'm not on this expedition. Give this Jones man permission. He's going to go. He's going to dig and see if he can find archaeological evidence. Now, here's the problem. If you've got, uh, uh, you know, how do you distinguish between wood that's turned into fossilized wood and mud that's turned into fossilized mud? I mean, it could be, you know, and it could be just difficult. Let me just put it that way. It could be difficult for this electrical resistivity to actually come uh, and, and do what it's supposed to do. But, you know, as technology improves and, as, and all these things, we're going to preserve this site and they're going to continue going back to the site. And I hope in my lifetime that some technology is going to either definitively prove or definitively disprove this, uh, this could possibly be the excavated site of Noah's Ark. And that would be really, really, really cool for me. All right. Um, if you'll remember, uh, just, just kind of going back to this, uh, this is a map showing uh, where Mount Ararat is. And it's right here. It's uh, in northern Turkey, southern Armenia. And this area here, which is outlined in orange, is, uh, is the earliest Urartu, uh, closest to this story when Noah in the Bible was written. And it shows in the article, but Urartu is actually... Turkish for Ararat. So this mountain Ararat is in the region of Ararat. And um, so I didn't, I didn't really even, I mean, I should have known that. Uh, I mean, it's right there. It's Hebrew, right? Uh, but, it, you know, I wasn't thinking in terms of that. So 
Anyway, there you go. Um, maybe maybe we'll find out tomorrow. I don't know. We probably won't find out tomorrow. But um, I just I just love this stuff. I love biblical archaeology. It is it is so cool. Um, I, and maybe that's why I like the Vale Preservation Society. Uh, you know, I'm on the board of directors of the Vale Preservation Society. And I just lo I love history. I love archaeology. Uh, I love roots um, in, the, in the commandments, right? One of your commandments, the fourth commandment, is honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you all the days of your life. And um, I think there's a reason why God has that commandment there. Because I think there's a natural inclination in our spirit to be connected to our parents and our grandparents. I mean, if you look at uh, 23andMe, which is that DNA site where you can get your DNA and figure out where you're from, uh, or you can actually get on some site, uh, Ancestry Today or Ancestry.com or something like that, and you can actually try to find when your grandparents or great-grandparents came over to the United States and see the registers and all that sort of thing. I think there's a reason for that. I think we have a deep, I think we have a deep need in our human psyche to be able to know where we came from. How did we get here? Um, what's, my, what's my history? What's my genealogy? What's my genetics and all that sort of thing? And I think it's, I think it's part of the human condition. We want to know this stuff. And I mean, it's okay to know that stuff. You don't want to cut yourself off from your mom and dad. You don't want to cut yourself off from your genealogy and your lineage and all that sort of thing. There's a, there's a deep psychological need to know this stuff. And, um, and that's, I think, why that commandment is there, because you don't want to cut yourself off from your family. You don't want to cut yourself off from your history. Uh, you always want to honor your father and mother to maintain that connection so that you know where you came from and you know that stuff. Because when you do, like if you were to get cut off from your mom and dad, if your mom and dad, let's say, cut you off uh, for whatever reason, that is a that is a very, very difficult psychological, emotional thing that could happen in your life. And I think that's why that commandment's there. And I think that's why you should try to do everything in your power to try to maintain that relationship. First of all, your mom and nat, dad know better than you, right? They've lived a lot of life longer than you, so listen to them. But secondly, don't cut off that connection to them and your family. That You just want to do that. So anyway, that's also a diversion. Um, so um, let's see what time. Yeah, oh, I'm still on the ark. I want to get off the ark. I just want to get off the ark. That's all I want to do. But this, this stuff is more exciting for me than you have no idea. So we're going to have to spend a little bit more time in Genesis and the ark and Noah and his wives and the sons and how they get off and what they do. And then we move into other stories in Genesis that are equally fascinating, my friends. This, this is why I love Genesis. Genesis is one of the greatest books. So um, I guess we'll leave it at there today. And uh, we'll just really quickly close in prayer. Gracious God, thanks again for uh, being with us today. Lord, uh, we don't need to have the ark to know that you love us. But Lord, it would sure be cool. So anything you can do in that area would be awesome. Uh, thanks for everybody joining together today. And uh, keep us all in your